friend. On today's creativity chat, I have Magee Nall. She is honestly one of those friends that many of you probably have never heard of. But when I've sat down and talked to you about Magee, I, I hope that I have been the most enthusiastic about her being alive because <laughs> Magee McGee keeps creativity rolling in my life truly truly and um she has been listening to the podcast and she is the f- she's like my first snail mail that came from the podcast she sent me a letter like the week after and I just I legitimately almost wept so thank you McGee. <laughs> McGee and I met in college and I knew we were going to be friends because one day we were sitting outside and I started talking about this uh Ugarian bakery that I wanted to try and she said let's go and we went and her level of spontaneity in that moment I was I, I remember driving there and I was thinking oh we're we're gonna be friends because she said yes in an instant and um I don't know spontaneity does something to me <laughs> The most random place in the most random location. That was so fun. And didn't he have like extremely large omelets or something? And we were the only people who ate there ever. And it was so good. And, basically yeah. and he had place. the best sandwiches. Um, I really missed those sandwiches. But it was cool befriending you because you, I feel like we relate in a lot of areas. <laughs> like in our differences, we still have a lot of like core uh, similarities and you are a writer. I am. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Tell me about, like, when did you start writing? I know I've interviewed you before for a video series, but for the people that didn't watch that. <laughs> My earliest memories writing, I guess, are elementary school. Um, I have a very fuzzy memory of um, being at my desk as a little eight-year-old, and I was poring over this... Um, just on ratchet notebook paper, I basically wrote my own <laughs> fan fiction, I guess. On Peter yeah, wasn't it an, an ending to Peter Pan? Like you didn't yeah. like how it ended? Yeah, okay, I remember this. Because I was really upset. If anyone saw the 2003 Peter Pan movie, I was obsessed with it. <laughs> and I don't really know why, but I still love it. And anyway, just Peter Pan in general, you know, Peter and Wendy don't end up together. Sorry, if you didn't spoiler, know. Spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> so I wrote a different ending where they end up together. Um, yeah, so I guess that was my first <laughs> writing for fun um, experience. But yeah, and then just kept writing throughout school, grew to love it. I've always been a big reader. And now I get to write for a living, which my eight-year-old Peter Pan loving self would have I think we cried over that. So pretty great. Yeah. The goal is to make her weep. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, McGee, I never told you, but actually like I love Peter Pan, no joke, was my password for quite some time. So I hope that it's changed because I've just announced that to the internet. <laughs> amazing. Can we have a separate episode about Peter Pan? <laughs> I, I don't really have much to add, but I have that. <laughs> so i remember when we were we were filming acknowledging artistry which is a video series that i made several years ago and you were showing me all of your journals full of 
your writings and you are very much an internal processor as well as one that uses words to figure out what you are thinking how has from that video like how has the process of understanding yourself changed or how has it deepened I'm still very much that way that has not changed I still journal all the time I've journaled since fifth grade and um yeah it's just a way I can if I'm even whether it's a normal day or I'm really walking through something tough or challenging writing is just a way I can process those things and I'm not a I am not always a great verbal processor. So even sometimes if my friends or family are asking how I'm dealing with something, sometimes it's just me babbling because I don't really know. So writing is a way that I do that. And so I journaling is huge for me, but then also like I've had some sort some form of a um, blog since like junior year of high school, you know, so if I'm just really feeling brave, I'll put it out there. But then most of the time, it's just for me um, in my journal. But that's such a good question. Man, I don't know. I think it. I haven't necessarily learned anything new through that. More so just confirming <laughs> that that mm. is an outlet I need. Yeah. It, it's interesting for me because you do write for a living and yet you still really enjoy it in your personal time like has there have you ever struggled with enjoying it personally as well as you doing it professionally for sure journaling is different for me because no one sees that there's no editor that's <laughs> combing through that you know I don't edit it at all you know it's just purely kind of stream of consciousness like I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to craft anything profound it's just my thoughts but um yes definitely it's kind of a constant battle especially yeah when I'm writing 40 hours a week but I also you know would love to write a book someday but the idea of you know some people who write books get up at 5 a.m every morning to write for two hours before they go to their day job and that just kind of makes me want to throw up like that idea of you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, that's definitely a battle. So what I'm currently learning, so very much not, I have not mastered, mastered <laughs> yet, <laughs> but what I'm learning right now is I feel like if, if I'm inspired to work on something or I just kind of feel that energy in me or feel like God is speaking through me and I just need to release it, I do it, but I try to give myself grace to not force myself to write personally, you know, if the desire is not there. Discipline is also like very important, especially if you do want to write a book, because at some point you do just have to sit down and write the book. But um, yeah, I think there's also grace to. Which like, I feel like I have almost like a countering perspective of, of when I, don't feel like making something like trying to push myself to do it anyways mm. um because I feel like it helps me grow you know <laughs> when I'm like totally. telling myself no you're you're going to do this <laughs> um 
No, yeah, but, build some grit. Some oh, we love here. grit, don't we? We do. <laughs> we love grits too. With mm. butter. Georgia girl, yes. <laughs> so you have this idea of is it called the analogy of the iceberg? I think so. I don't know if that's the official name, but we learned about it in um I went to journalism school and I remember this in one of our, I think it was one of my intro classes, and they were saying how journalism and being a journalist is kind of like an iceberg. You, if you're working on a story, you might interview 20 people, go to so many meetings, read this many articles, you know, you are gathering like a huge wealth of information to understand the story so that you can tell it in a way that is, you know, informative and effective and truthful and helpful to the reader. But what the audience or reader sees is only the top of the iceberg, but you have, you know, the reason you can even make that happen is because of all of that effort you put into it, which is the bottom of the iceberg that no one necessarily sees. Um, so I feel like that is so, helpful and relevant to a writer no matter what kind of writing you're doing because which is why I think it's really important to say yes to writing all kinds of things because it, those are just more skills you have in your um, mm -hmm. tool belt I guess and they impact your writing in a really great way even if the kind of writing is not what you want to be doing or like comes together yeah. well and I think you you are a great example of someone who has written in different spheres because when I when I met you you were writing first you were killing it writing locally like you were someone that I I just looked up to as being very invested in the community that you were currently planted in and making for like the red and black which or it might just be red and black, but which is like the local, sorry, sorry, Athens. Um, it's just the local newspaper in Athens, or one of not the local, but a local student-run news run ran run newspaper in Athens. And then also you were writing for Paste Magazine and Runner's World, and it just felt like, oh, she writes for like a health magazine. <laughs> okay, you know. <laughs> Totally. And I was thinking today about like the weirdest things I've written for or written about. And I was writing for this website out of Atlanta once just for like an, a little extra freelance money while I was in college. And it was a business website. And this mom and daughter had started this business together. And it was about um, like boxer briefs, like this really cool like brand of an innovative brand of men's underwear, basically. And I was like, what am I doing? How did I get here? <laughs> How did I get here? But that, I'm, <laughs> I really did. Um, but like, I still t keep in touch with that mom sometimes. You, know? you so made it. Like relationships that form. <laughs> that alone, I think, is worth it. Um, well, let's talk um, about that. Let's talk about some like, obscure relationships that you didn't think would yeah I mean come through writing I'll brag on runner's world for a second my supervisor I interned for runner's world the summer of 2017 
Um, and I was in Pennsylvania for the summer and my supervisor, Brian, shout out, um, was so awesome and just such a, like the perfect storm of <laughs> encouraging, uplifting, believed in me, saw my talent and wanted to encourage it, but then also pushed me and, you know, I definitely had learning experiences I had to get through and, um, a great like shepherd I guess <laughs> and he um, and we still email each other and just stay in contact so I feel like that that doesn't apply just to writers but um, but even people I'm thinking of a few people are coming to mind of people I've interviewed for stories and I will never see them again but the impact they made on me when I wrote those stories I'll never forget. So that's kind of the cool part of being a writer is, or in that case, a journalist, you're not only hopefully impacting the readers, but you're also being impacted by what you're writing and the people you're meeting. Uh, like, so I don't know if, like, I'm, I'm sure you deal with this too, because I look at some videos I've made in the past and I just think, oh, mm, why is that still on the internet? You know? <laughs> Um, do you feel that way with writing? Absolutely. I, <laughs> every once in a while, I'll dig up my, that first blog I had in high school. Mm -hmm. One, the website just, you know, looks awful. Mm -hmm. And two, um, yeah, so many cringeworthy <laughs> words. <laughs> and... Which, yeah, I feel like you just have to laugh at, but then also give yourself grace for your past work mm -hmm. because you were doing your best with what you had and that step was still really important to get you to where you are now. And sometimes I go back and read past stuff and think, oh, wow, yeah, maybe how it's written is kind of janky, but the truth behind that is... <laughs> encouraging you know like I think you can your past work can still hold so much value and truth which I think is important to remember so yeah I have to give myself especially just the amount of work I crank out in a week sometimes I look back and think oh gosh but it's still important mm -hmm. all of it is For important. Sure. it's also really funny because so you said you started writing in fifth grade in journal journaling in fifth grade that's what you said so I that's when I started journaling too and so I have <laughs> twins there was there was yes. a period in life where there was a filter and there was a period in life where there was not a filter and fifth grade there was not a filter one it's interesting to see your progression as you said in writing and your capabilities as well as I don't know your syntax <laughs> but also yeah. it's it's really cool to see the things that I feel like you were were seem top of mind they're minimal now obviously because you you're you were 10 <laughs> what's something that you've written like in from when you were younger that you find comical now what don't i find comical i mean anything about boys is hilarious oh you're bold i wasn't bold enough to write about guys i just in your I, journal and they don't know no what if my <laughs> parents found it <laughs> i just i'm a very Oh gosh, I don't know. I was 
emotional and I'm still a romantic, you know, but you can just imagine a 12 year old. 12 year old you. Oh, I would have loved her. (laughs) Pretty uh, interesting. Um, I feel like even just day to day things or when I would try to be poetic and eloquent and then it's like, just stop. Just stick to the stream of consciousness thing because no one needs to read your. Do you write poems? No. Okay. I don't. Every once in a while. Do you? Uh, every once in a while, yeah, not like I'm. I'm not that cool. Uh, once a year, maybe, maybe four times a year. Some years, um. So don't, just, not cool. <laughs> you are cool. It's, the fact that you do it. I think you told the story one time. I think you told some story of a guy like was really cool and pulled up with a book of poems and just sat down and was reading them. And you said, "I think that would be you." <laughs> Do you remember this story? I remember you telling me this. No. Oh my goodness, McGee. It's so like it's it's it just stood with me. I thought, wow. I mean, I believe that. Are you hearing it? I still stick to that. I was honored that you thought I was the guy in the park with the with the with the book of poetry. poetry. That's incredible. Yeah, I still stand by that. I mean, I do buy poetry. Like you know. There, I have some favorite authors out there. So McGee and I live in different states, and it's it's tragic. It's uh, because, I mean, I would love for her to be closer, but we do a good job. We do a fine job of staying in contact. And you know, if you need a long distance friend, you should befriend <laughs> McGee. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, you're really great at um, maintaining connection. <laughs> So are you. I'm Thanks. grateful for you. I'm grateful for you. Um, thank my you. My creative champion. Oh, you're my creative champion. <laughs> I guess, like, as a listener, what's, um, this is just for my own knowledge, and what's something you feel like you've taken away from Creativity Chat? Well, first of all, I'll say anything you've shared um, about race and, like, sharing hearing stories from your dad and your grandmothers about voting that was precious um 19 films with black stars that was amazing and lovely and that's not something you have to provide but i think the fact that you do is a gift so i've loved that thanks friend i just think the concept in general is cool and it's cool to hear people mostly in our age range right who it's like, wow, I, you know, your friend who is an incredible YouTuber and filmmaker, which is so outside my wheelhouse and so different than what I do. And it's like, we are both creatives, but which like unites us, but then just the unique gifts and talents that other people have and the good work they're doing all over the place and the connections you've made over the internet that you you know i just think that's cool thank you yeah my hope is that regardless of what someone does or does not do he or she would recognize that creativity is already inside and it can it can come out in various ways and just because it doesn't look like someone else's doesn't mean uh you're he or she is not creative you know so you're getting what i'm trying to put out and i really like that and very thankful for that it's 
that's very reassuring. I also like your accents. I think for sure. McGee is my copy and my copy editor, and at some point you will understand what she's been up to and helping me with, but that is not today. So I don't know why I wanted to share that. I just felt like I should since you're here. <laughs> you gotta lure them in, you know. You gotta lure them in. You know, this is a bait and switch kind of thing. Yeah, it's a click. It's a voice bait. Oh, that sounds weird. I don't like that. Never mind. <laughs> Thank you, friend, for listening. I hope you have a lovely rest of the day, and I will see you next. I will talk to you next week. <laughs> Mickey is waving like a princess wave, but with two hands. So envision that. I'm in my closet, so envision that too. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>